Go to James chapter 2, and if you look at the, uh, at the uh, prayer bulletin real quick, a couple of things to take note on the inside, a couple of updates from the Alaska missions team. And is it warm in here or is it just me? I'm warm. Okay, Miss Glosser goes, no. Brother Gloss goes, yes. And uh, are you Miss Kelly? Okay. All right, Brother Kennard, help me. And uh, so a couple of things on the inside. One, congratulations to Mr. and Mrs. Calvin Smith. And so we praise the Lord for that. And you're not going to believe how much money we have raised for that new organ. Are you all ready? $10. So if you, if God lays it on your heart, and uh, so uh, I've not really pushed it. I've not really, but look, if God's laid something on your heart, uh, please go to the website and do that. James chapter 2, and uh, let's get right into it. Um, I am teaching on the fruit of the Spirit in the auditorium class uh, when everybody breaks up on Wednesday night. And I'm going to forego that. I'll finish it up next week um, because when I teach in here, when everybody divides up, I truly have a good 40, 45 minutes to do that. After we're done with the fruit of the Spirit, I'm jumping to James chapter 2, and then we're going to walk our way through verse by verse by verse. I would ask that everybody, uh, whether you're listening at home and I appreciate you tuning in or you're here, um, I think that James chapter 2 holds the key to our church uh, being the kind of welcoming church that it needs to be. Um, This very first verse we're going to look at uh, is so incredibly important. In James chapter 2, if you will look at verse number 1, I'm going to read through here. My brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ the Lord of glory, with respect to person. For if there come unto your assembly a man with a gold ring and goodly apparel, and there come in also a poor man in vile raiment, and ye have respect to him that weareth the gay clothing, and say unto him, now that gay clothing doesn't mean rainbow clothing. Okay, so that word gay right there uh, means very expensive, very, very, um, um, uh, very nice clothing. So it doesn't mean... Uh, and it's sad that the world has hijacked such a great word. And say unto him, sit, th- sit thou here in a good place, and say to the poor, stand thou there, or sit here under my footstool. Are ye not then partial in yourselves, and are become judges of evil thoughts? Hearken, my beloved brethren, hath not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith, and heirs of the kingdom, which he hath promised to them that love him? But ye have despised the poor. Do not rich men oppress you and draw you before the judgment seats? Do not they blaspheme that worthy name by the which ye are called? If ye fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, uh, according to the scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, ye do well. But if ye have respect to persons, ye commit sin and are convinced of the law as transgressors. For whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. For he that said, do not commit adultery, said also, uh, do not kill. Now, if thou commit no adultery, yet if thou kill, thou art become a transgressor of the law. So speak ye, so do, as as, as they that shall be judged by the law of liberty. For he shall have judgment without mercy, that he that, that hath showed no mercy, and mercy rejoiceth against judgment. So now, if you would, on James chapter 2, right there, if you're accustomed to writing in the Bible or take note, you can draw a line right there. The first half, Chase, it's good to see y'all. Good to see y'all. The, the first half 
of the chapter is dealing with one subject. The second half of the chapter, we're going to learn the Bible tonight, so um, um, we're we're going to go word by word, verse by verse. And so the second half of the chapter is dealing with our faith and our works. Probably the most confusing part of this chapter to the believer is where do you put this faith in this works? So our faith without our works, our works without our faith, our faith is dead without our works. Does that mean we work ourselves to heaven? That is not what this is talking about. But to understand the second half of James chapter 2, you must understand and I must understand the first half of James chapter 2. This is talking strictly this first half about this, that if somebody walks through the back door, now we're not going to talk about verse 2 tonight, but look at the subject of verse 2 because it's, everything's predicated. For if there come unto your, what please, assembly. A church has cliques. It's very unfortunate that it happens. It's very unfortunate. When somebody walks through the back door, somebody comes to our church, and they don't feel like they fit. I, I truly, Jeffrey and I have had just these brief conversations in passing and if Jeffrey has told me once, he's probably told me two or three times, it's a friendly church. This, this is a friendly church. Jeffrey, been in other churches maybe that weren't so accepting? Understand that, that this very first verse makes or breaks our entire system here at the church. I, I love everybody. I'm glad that everybody comes. But, but it... It is telling. When all of a sudden, when I, when I talk to somebody and I, and I say to them, and this has not happened, y'all, to, to the glory of God and to the, the, the praise, little p, of the members of Emmanuel, it's been a long time since I've knocked on it, went to see a visitor or made an appointment with them to have coffee and sit down and say, look, look, I'm glad you came. Um, would you all come back? Let's talk about the second visit. And I'm very upfront about, I'm glad you came. There's a reason why you came. Does it, it's been, been a long time since somebody has said, I was snubbed. I was not treated right. In fact, I think Joy or Emily, we got one email to that effect, right? To where I was snubbed, wasn't right. And, uh, and when I reached out to the person who sent the email, um, come to find out there were other issues on the table. So know this, it doesn't matter in the youth group. It doesn't matter in the singles. It doesn't matter. If you and I can, can grasp the purpose of this study in James chapter 2, you and I have just opened the doors to where now people will feel like it doesn't matter the external. All that matters is I have found an assembly that gets it right. So let's go to James chapter 2 and verse number 1, and uh, we're going to walk through this verse We're going to walk through several things. So in James chapter 2 and verse number 1, it said, my brethren. So I want you to take note of that. And then I want you to go to James 1.1. So so James chapter 2, he now broadens to where the book starts out in James chapter 2, verse 1, to where it says this, James chapter 1, I'm sorry, verse 1. James, a servant of God of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the what please? The 12 tribes. 
So now understand that he is referring to this scattering, and this scattering happened when the tribes of Israel were carried away to Babylon. So in their mind, they've always been taken out of their hometown and scattered. And when they are scattered, and then these despots happen, these, these, these villages of people who were Jews happened all over the place. And what James is telling these people is that, look, you're not with the populace in Jerusalem. You're scattered throughout all these places. So please know this. There is a certain way that you are to act when you have created your assemblies. God's plan has always been for thousands and thousands of local assemblies to gather together. I have to be honest with you. When I thought I was going to come and teach to an empty auditorium, and I know that there's people online that, Pastor, we can't even get there, and you're like, Pastor, you have 20 minutes. So I understand uh, that, but listen, when we assemble, no matter how large the assembly is, no matter how small the assembly is, this assembly is very important. So he said, my brethren. So he broadens this now to not only the 12 tribes of Israel, go back to James chapter 2, verse 1, but now he says, my brethren. He, he breaks it down to where he is saying, look, people have gotten saved, so it's no longer just the 12 tribes, it's those who are saved. Look at the second phrase there. So have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. So what it says here, and please, that, that, that phraseology there, have not the phrase, when the phrase begins with have not, it does not mean we do not have. What it means is you have the faith of Christ, but don't claim this faith and then do it badly. Because the transitional word in verse number one is the word with, okay? Very few people study God's word, word by word, verse by verse. But once we start studying the word of God, word by word, phrase by phrase, verse by verse, and we break down every verse, this is amazing. My love for the word of God comes through the study of God's word and just going, I want to know God's word. So he's telling James in James chapter two, he said, my brethren, he said, now that, that, that my, my brethren there, he said, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. And look at the word with. So the subject in verse number one is the respect of person. Now, now understand that when he's telling us that, that have not, have you ever heard somebody say, I thought you were saved. Have you ever heard somebody say about somebody, I, I thought they were a Christian. Is that how saved people act? I thought you told me you went to church. James chapter 2, the second half of James chapter 2, is all about the credibility of our faith with people around us. You see, Jesus has already justified us the day we trusted him. He has declared us, oh, please get this. He has declared us righteous. He has declared us, but have the people around us declared us. And James chapter 2, verse 1, he's coming to him and said, look, brethren, listen to me. Have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect to persons. So what he's saying is this, do not claim that this religion, if that's what we want to call it, or I call it Christianity, do not say, I'm a believer and I 
have the faith and then act opposite of the Savior who saved you. And a lot of times we think our faith is our faith. Our faith is not our faith. You know what our faith is? Our faith is, 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 that, is that credibility, it's that fidelity, it's that moral conviction, it's, it's, what we, it's the foundation of everything we do, but it is not in us. Our faith is in the Lord Jesus Christ. When you and I look at the Gospels, okay, when you and I look at the Gospels, and I would encourage everybody here, if you're saying, Pastor, how do I, how do I strengthen my outlook when it comes to people? Because the entire subject of verse number one is this. How do you and I treat people? And is there a partiality? And is there a click? Is there a clickism, if that's what? Is there this partiality to where now we're holding back and, and we don't want to associate? If somebody walked through that door right now, at this juncture, I would say, boy, God gave me an illustration. If somebody walked through that door right now, our immediate, thank you, Brother Martinez, our, 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 our immediate, if, if our immediate is to pull back, if our immediate is to say, oh, they got the wrong church. Do you know, thank you, do you know that the, uh, that the, the past six months, we, we've had probably four or five families come visit along the way. And, uh, and we are the last church on the list. And every time they come back, I, I, I'm like, why did you come back? He goes, you want to know why? Because was, it, we walked in here and it was total, hey, how you doing? What's going on? You see, if we operate our faith without Jesus, then we are just moral people. We operate our faith in Jesus. I would challenge you to go through the Gospels and look how Jesus interacted with everybody. He was not a respecter of persons. If it was a rich man, didn't throw him at all. If it was a leper, he didn't mind. If it was, he was a friend of wine bibber, and by the way, Jesus didn't go to the tavern with the wine bibbers. He was a friend of sinners. He was among the, he was a, the wine bibbers. He didn't drink. But you know what he tells us? It's a leper. It's a rich man. It's a woman taking the very act of adultery. It, it is all that. It was a child. The disciples had respect. And if you are not careful, we, we, we operate our faith based on this, oh, 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 they fit my social economic identity. They fit my, my, my class structure. Y'all, this is not Christianity. Christianity is this. Don't use your faith anyplace else than this, in Jesus. And that's why a non-Bible reader gravitates to people who make them look good. Bible readers gravitate to people that make God look good. I, I, I'm going to use a very pertinent illustration. I, I, was, I, was, I hugged a man several months ago. And I hugged this man, shook his hand, 
You could tell that he was struggling. He was struggling with things that he had. You could tell that his life, rough life. And when I hugged him and shook his hand, then I went to the next member, and the next member looked at me like, oh, please don't pass on to me what you just got from him. Y'all, I understand not shaking hands. I get that. And I understand cleanliness. I get that. But I don't, I don't think it was the cleanliness that bothered them. You know what I think bothered them? They do not make our church look good. You know why youth groups don't grow? Youth groups don't grow because we want everybody that has this, this, this same social economic class. And that's why teenagers, once God brings somebody in the assembly, if we are not Bible readers and if we are not God, I want to know how you felt about people. I, I, I just want to know. And if you flip anywhere, it, it's, it's almost as if Jesus was inconvenienced by anybody that was in his path. He stepped out with his disciples one time, and there was a mama with, the Bible calls it a beer. Uh, it's a coffin, and that was the name. And, and there it went, and Jesus said, whoa, whoa time out. we got to go stop that. Jesus interacted with the dead. Jesus interacted with the lepers. Jesus interacted. So the true test of whether or not our faith is operating in the mind of Jesus is not how well we sing and it's not how well we teach and we preach and it's not what we possess. You know what it's found in? It's found in this. How do we treat other people that walk through that back door? And if all of a sudden we are not willing, Brother Ms. Petticoffer, I appreciate y'all and um because that dear lady that sat next to you, Brother Scott brought her down to the front a couple of weeks ago. She can get baptized here in a couple of weeks. I said, hey, why, why are you coming? Because the first time that Gabby and them invited her, she sat on this side. She said, man, these people are nice. I think that you and I must understand that when he says the faith of Jesus, so, so let's look at the verse, keep right, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ. And it's not by accident that this little phrase is put in there, the Lord of what? Glory. Do, do you know that when you and I operate in this faith, this faith is not a condemning faith? Go to John chapter 3. And again, if we could just get the mind of Christ, if, if we could. And, 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 and um, if we could just get the mind of Christ. And by the way, I, I have to tell you, I feel like I'm preaching to the choir. I really do. But I think that this is a good basis of what we have going on. John chapter 3, we know verse 16 is about the love of God. And uh, for God so loved the world. Then look at verse 17. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. Verse 18, he that believeth on him is not condemned. Look at verse 19. And this is the condemnation. That light is come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were what? Evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light. Neither cometh to the light, lest his deed. But he that doeth truth cometh to, his, cometh to the light, that his deeds may be manifest. Would you look at this? That they are in, in who? God, I thought you shut me off there. Time to go home. Uh, that they are wrought in who? God. You see, the more we walk according to the truth and the light of this, and we return back to James chapter 2, the more we walk in the truth and the light of this right here, people are going to start going, 
You're the real deal. You're, you're real. What you see is what you get. And guess what? The Lord of glory is trying to raise everybody up to where everybody is like. So here's my question to you and I as a believer. How well is your faith in Jesus? And are you operating? Have not the faith, and that's what it says there, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. Don't drag Jesus' name into it. Don't drag Jesus' name into it while you snub somebody. Don't drag Jesus' name into it while, while you, 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 you break apart people to where there's a segment maybe of teenage girls that are like, well, you know how they are. If you ever as a church member start using the term with they, then, you, then, then don't claim Christianity and take the fish off the back of your car and stop wearing your Jesus Saves t-shirt and stop claiming Christianity. Claim Buddhism, claim Hinduism, but please don't drag Christ into your faith that will not and what happens is it's, a big church is not the problem. It's cliques that are the problem. And when there's an isolation, when there's an island mentality, when somebody says, oh, oh, we, 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 I, 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 we're getting ready to start, to start the, um, the league. And, and, I, I, and I was just so touched by one of our teenagers. Um, that they, they were put on a team, and they're, they're on a team, and, and I was talking, hey, hey, what's your team look like? And they were like, oh, man, we're going to have a great season. And I said, Who, who's on your team? And so they started listing their team members. And their attitude was, I don't care how well they play ball. I'm just glad they're on my team. And I can help them. And we're going to win. If I have to kill everybody, but we're, there's something about this who walks into the assembly that you go, oh, man, not my team? How many's ever been picked last at some point in your life? How many know what I'm talking? You're standing there, choose up teams, and, and you're the seventh grader, and your shorts are way out here, and your little pencil legs are, are sticking out, and, and you know, wearing way up here, and you know, I'm, I'm ready, got your armbands, got your head, I'm, I'm ready to play. <laughs> and uh, your socks are way, uh, and, and, and they go, I'll take him, and then I'll take him. And you, how many have been this guy? I've been this guy. You get down to the very last person, and then they try to give you away. No, no, I'm good, you take him. No, no, I'm good, you take him. How many know that hurt? Would you raise your hand? Yep. Have you ever gone to camp? bed assignments and everybody rushes to the cabin and throws their stuff up and invariably there's that one bed that's open next to you that's the true test of this right here and if any believer goes oh man not did you see did you see who's in our car did you see who's going with me? can can you believe oh don't get stuck with them team convention Camps. I understand wanting to be with your friends. I get that. That's not the issue. It's when you don't want to be with that person. Wanting to be with that person means your friends. Oh, but I don't want to be with that person because they hurt our swagger. So understand. So have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ. And our faith, when it comes with, so let's go to the transitional word there, with. So our faith is either going to be validated by the persons 
The person who, val- Jesus validates our faith when we get saved, but the people around us validate our Christianity by our respect to them, our partiality to them. And if we are partial, if we don't let that person ride in our car, if we don't let that person be on our team, if we wouldn't invite that person to our house, if we wouldn't let that person, now I understand that there are boundaries for the sake of, I don't know this person, but they're not going to your house to start out with. They're coming to. And many of us act like this is our house. I can't wait for the five sections to get in because we're going to shuffle everybody. And y'all going to have to find new neighborhoods. The Sousas, the Sousas sat back over here. They're normally over there. And I'm like, what are you people doing back on this side? Don't shift on me. When you get a, when you get a neighborhood, stay. That's the only way I can in a, take attendance in my head. So understand that I have five minutes and 35 seconds. So the term with. So when your faith is not, this very first verse sets the entire tone for the rest of the chapter. Your faith is not validated by you. Your faith is validated by everybody else. And somebody else should be able to say about your faith. I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. It's not judged by your standards. It's not judged by anything else other than this. How do you treat people when they come to the assembly? Newsflash, you have to be in the assembly to have your faith put to the test. Well, let's just meet at our house for church. You're selective. But when you say this assembly meets at 2200 West Loop 281, I don't know who's walking through that back door. I don't know what head's going to stick in and out. There have been many times I've seen it up here, and the reason we took out the back pews is because people would have to stick their head in and then go out and go around to find another seat. You know how many times I've seen a head stick through a door while I'm preaching, and then the same head sticks through that door, preaching, and the same head sticks through that door, preaching? I don't ever see the whole body. I just see this head stick in, this head stick in, and this head stick in. Look, because this is God's house, God is sending people through this door to the assembly to test your Christianity. And when people get baptized up there and I say, men, ladies, this is the true test. So here we go, with. And then the very last phrase right there for the next three minutes and 49 seconds is, is respect of person. So, so this respect of person, this is the subject. So my brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with. So don't carry this, this claim for Christianity and then be partial. So this respect, uh, if, if you're taking notes and, and we don't have time to turn there, and, and um, it, respect partiality is favoritism. This respect is that you judge somebody by the outside with ever, ever getting to know the inside. You look at their hair color. You look at how they're dressed. You look at what they drive up in. You look at their demeanor. You look at how they walk. You look at how they sit. You look at their quirkiness. And then by this quirkiness, you then judge respect. Rather than say this, you're here, that's good enough for me. And because this is not Bob's house, 
then Bob has no control. And God is sending people to his house. Do you know how many people God lays on their heart? Go to that church. Listen, listen, Emmanuel, when they come in here, you know why God sent them to this church? Is because he knew that our faith does not stand in respect to person. We use our faith to love everybody. I'm not talking about people who are up to no good, and I've only asked, I think, two people not to come, and John Smith and I had to address, but that was years ago. People who come right now, I truly believe that God sends us people. So it's this respect. It's this favoritism. Proverbs 24, 23, these things also belong to the wise. It is not good to have respect to persons in judgment. Let Leviticus 19, 15, Deuteronomy 16, 19, 2 Chronicles 19, 7, Romans 2, 10, Romans 2, 11, all tell us, all of it tells us it is wrong to be partial. Now, now, I wouldn't date any old girl. I wouldn't date any old guy. I, 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 yes, you are partial. You, you have a level you love to live at. You have things you like and you don't like. God's not talking about that. God's talking about when they walk in the assembly. And God's talking about here. And, and the beautiful thing about here, let me give you three things. There are three truths from this one verse. One, operating the faith of Jesus is the key to people. When you operate in this faith with Jesus, that's the key to people. That's why make a study of how your Savior interacted with people. If you say, Pastor, I don't even know where to read in the Bible. Start in Matthew and walk yourself through and see how your Savior interacted with different people along the way and then adopt his nature and then Sunday, start looking for those people coming to assembly. Number two, we are not ready to accept people into our assembly until we first fix our faith. A church cannot grow numerically until a church grows spiritually. Why would God send us people? Do you know why? I, I, I truly think that God is lining some things up to where I think we need to push off a lot of things so that we can fix our faith. Boy, Sunday morning, I hope this kind of Bible study with this one word does. And then the third thing, confusion about Christ is found in the Christian, not Christ. We confuse Christ. When we do not accept people, people do not accept Christ. Because why would people accept Christ if the Christians don't accept them? 